Welcome to this special edition of the Hyperfast show where we are featuring speakers from the Hyperfast Summit, which was held in Boca Raton, Florida on February of 2022. Today, you're going to hear from Grant Wise. Grant is the founder of Whitley. He's been doing real estate marketing for over a decade and is known for being a maverick, coming up with innovative ways to get more leads and convert more leads. In this episode, you're gonna hear Grant talk to our audience about how to increase your conversion rate 200 to 300% through video remarketing. Check this one out. next speaker is the president and founder of Whitley, a client generation software for real estate agents. Grant's known to be a maverick leader and an innovative marketing strategist who's unafraid to lead companies in new directions. He's going to talk to you about how to increase conversion two to 300% with video remarketing. Give it up for Grant Wise. <laughs> hear me there we go I'm good you guys having a good event love it love your enthusiasm are you guys a little tired <laughs> long day um, thank you guys so much for having me my name is Grant Wise as he said I'm the president and founder of Whitley and today I'm going to teach you guys how to increase your conversion rate two to three hundred percent how many of you would like to close double or triple the amount of leads you do today Okay, there's a small group in this section. You guys can go. This isn't for you. <laughs> um, everybody would, right? It's a dumb question. It's a very silly question. How many of you would like to increase your conversion rate two, three hundred percent without having to call more people, text more people, email more people? Perfect. In the right room. Got it. How many of you know that uh, video is something you should be using in your business. Raise your hands. 100% of you if, you, if you agree it's something you should be using. Keep your hands raised, please. How many of you are using video in your business? You can lower your hand if you're not. Okay. Perfect. Cool. So <coughs> what I'm finding in, in most of the places that I go to speak is that everybody knows that they need to be using video, but not everybody is. And there's a few reasons for that, I would imagine. Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes you don't like the way you look. Sometimes you didn't do your hair. Sometimes you're not dressed the right way. I'm sure all of you have your own individual uh, reasons for not doing it. But today, my hope and encouragement is that I can give you some financial incentive uh, to, to help you understand how this can really strategically help you and can help you understand how to, how to create the content, how to tell story, what types of content uh, you should be putting out there uh, so that you, you can go out and execute with very strategic action plans, action steps, okay? Um, if you take what I'm teaching you today 
I've done case study after case study after case study of high-performing teams all the, way on, all the way down to brand-new agents that have never even done a deal before. Um, almost universally, the people that take this and implement it at a really high level are increasing their conversion rate by two to 300%. Now, I work with some top teams that already convert at a really high level. We work with, uh, does anybody know the name Kyle Whistle? Does that name ring a bell? Uh, we, we've, been working <laughs> we've been working with Kyle's team now for about 90 days, and we just got some of the stats. We were able to help Kyle's team increase their appointment conversion rate by 65% in less than two months. Now, for a team that's doing the type of volume that they're doing, that's a lot of money right? That's a lot of opportunity that you end up converting. And so if you, if you can take what I'm teaching you and just go take action on it, I promise you're going to get a lot of, you're going to have a lot of success. I don't know what the pop-up is just for anybody that might be paying attention. Anyway, um, yes, are we good? Okay. So how many of you know what remarketing is? You actually implement it in your business. Four of you. This is awesome. Five. Okay. Remarketing is really simply the act of marketing to somebody over and over and over again. How many of you buy products on Amazon before? All of you. <laughs> Most of you. Like today? In the last 10 minutes? So what happens, you go to Amazon, you put that thing in your cart checkout, and then you're like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to buy this right now and then you go back to Facebook. <laughs> it shows up right in your Facebook newsfeed, right? That's remarketing. That's dynamic remarketing. They're following you based on the actions that you take. And so when we're using remarketing, what we're trying to do is we're trying to follow our buyer leads around the internet. The same way companies like Amazon or Nike or Walmart or other big brands are doing to you. We try to follow sellers around the internet while they're making the decision uh, who's going to list their property. There's three different components to doing stuff like this. There's getting leads, there's building a brand, and then there's converting. How many of you, four, five, six years ago, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the leads stopped answering your phone calls, they stopped responding to your text messages, and they stopped even opening your emails? Anybody notice that trend start to take place? How many of you are experiencing it right now? They estimate that 2% of people would be willing to do business with somebody um, the first time that they met them. That means if you all gener generate 100 leads, two people would be willing to do business with you. Two. So what are we doing for the other 98? Most people today will convert an average of 0.86% of leads they generate from Facebook. And I don't have all of the deep metrics on a lot of other sources, but Facebook is kind of my lane. And so if we can come in and increase your conversion rate, if you look at the average cost per lead with Facebook, it's three to five bucks. If it takes 100 leads to get one deal, that's 500 bucks. But if you can convert two deals or three deals, your cost to acquire a customer gets cut in half, go down to 250 or even lower. Most of our clients are converting customers between three to $500 in ad spend today. How many of you would love to get your next five, ten, fifteen thousand dollar commission check and all you had to do was give Facebook uh, 300 bucks, 500 bucks. A lot of us, right? <coughs> it just makes too much sense. So Facebook today, I hear it a lot, is, is Facebook suck, the leads suck, uh, and then the people that sell Facebook leads said, no, you suck, like your follow-up sucks, and you guys are having this really fun conversation going back and forth. I don't think anybody sucks, I just don't think anybody's paying attention to their own purchase behavior, 
If you go buy a product, what's the first thing that you do? Reviews. You guys want to know that what you are buying, uh, you can expect to get what it is that you're about to, to swipe the card for. How many of you read reviews? Please raise your hand. Okay. How many of you have a place where your clients go to do all of the review and research on you? Videos, quotes, testimonials. Not as many people. 100% of the people in this room read reviews of products and services before they buy. And maybe 5% of the people in this room have a place where their audience can go to research and review them. Do you see the disconnect? Because if you're not going to do it, what makes you think that they're going to do it? We've got to create an experience for people that extends beyond just customer service. Think of your customer service, which I'm sure you all are amazing at, as extending all the way to the very first time a lead even meets you. You opt into a campaign, you buy a portal lead, whatever it is that you may be doing today. Branded remarketing content, video remarketing content gives you an opportunity to instantaneously start building a relationship with the person on the other end of the phone. And that's the thing that we kept hearing is I can just close deals, Grant, if I can get in front of people, if I can get in front of, if I can get in front of. And that's what video does, is it puts you immediately in front of your audience and allows you to begin building a relationship with those people. Here's what's really, really, really fascinating. And I gotta make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself. Here we go. Here's what's really, really, really fascinating is Video content allows you to develop what we call a parasocial relationship with another person. Has anybody ever heard that term? A parasocial relationship is where one person builds a relationship with a character, but the character has no idea the other person exists. So I'm going to make this real for you guys. Who in here has a celebrity that they just freaking love? Athlete. Just shout it out. It's fun. Oh, yes. Taylor Swift. Okay. Taylor Swift, that's a first. Normally people go straight for The Rock, but I'm liking this a whole lot more because I know how you are going to react based on what I say. Um, <laughs> so let's say you and I are sitting having a co wonderful conversation. All of a sudden, I go like real stone cold on T-Swift, just like that chick does not have her life together. She needs to quit writing music about boys if that's what she still does. Uh, it is. <laughs> Her music sucks, her concerts are no fun, and I don't even think she looks that good. You visibly look pissed off right now. Okay. <laughs> don't mess with Tay Tay. Now, do you personally know Taylor Swift? In your dreams? Okay. So we all confirm, not in real life. Uh, and does Taylor Swift know you? Absolutely not. Okay. This is the exact definition of a parasocial relationship. This woman, what's her name? Michelle has seen maybe 2% of Taylor Swift's whole life. Taylor Swift could be a horrible human being. Could be, but that's not her reality. I'm standing here right in front of her, and I can tell that she hates me now because I said all these things about Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But she's visibly upset. She's got this instinct that kicked in immediately. And the instinct was to defend Taylor Swift, somebody she doesn't know. Now, what I'm pointing out to you is that <coughs> um, this is what happens when you start to develop influence and you gain followers. When people start seeing your video content, 
they start developing the same type of relationship, maybe not to an extreme, as Michelle has with Taylor Swift. How many of you would love if you had a ton of people in your market that would blindly and faithfully defend you no matter what? Probably help some conversion rates, right? Let's solve some sales problems, right? That's what video does. It creates a relationship with people. Even though you don't know them, they feel like they know you. How many of you have relationships like that throughout social media today that you can point to? Maybe some you're, you're kind of living through today. I don't know if anybody's met anybody else in the room today and you say, oh, I feel like, I've, I, feel like I know you. I feel like we've been connected for so long. Got to meet Dan, got to meet Carrie and, and some of the other amazing speakers. You have developed a one-sided relationship with people. That's what your audience is doing with you. They're developing a one-sided relationship with you. And <coughs> if you look back at the way that we were programmed, most of you, most of you, when you were younger, your parents said, please go in the other room, watch some TV, I gotta work, or you're annoying me, or something, right? I don't know if anybody said that to their kid. I would never say that to my child, so I don't know how you guys would say it to yours, but that's maybe a different conversation. Uh, please go in the other room. And so we, as children, we started watching TV. We started watching cartoons. And I don't know about you guys, I've watched the same movie like a thousand times because my son gets into like the Hulk or he gets into something else. And I grow to learn these movies line by line because I got to watch them with him. But what I'm pointing out is he, he has these raving fan-like relationships and he's a child. And then we grow up and we start watching our teenage shows. And then we become adults and we watch Hulu or Netflix or whatever shows it is that you may watch today. What I'm pointing out is that each of you individually have been programmed to build relationships with people this way since you were a child. It is how you form connections. In early 2020, they recategorized influencers as the newest form of celebrity. Because of the types of relationships that influencers are developing, largely responsible for that was video. Because you see the video of your aunt, and then you see The Rock, and then you see Taylor Swift, and then you see Dan Lesniak, and then you see Carrie Schultz. And you start to build these celebrity-like associations with what you're seeing on your screen. So if you're thinking about using video content as a way to build relationships with people, you have to understand that they are subconsciously wired to build connection this way. So when you start putting yourself out there, you can really really transform the way you're able to build a relationship. I'm here with you guys. I've been traveling. I traveled all day yesterday. I've been here. I've been working all day. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we want to see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we want to give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. I've not gone to social media maybe one time just to like look at something really quick. But as I've gone throughout the day, as I've worked, there have been hundreds of thousands of views on our video content, people building relationships with us. And it's not just me organically putting out video content every day. While we do that, when we are creating video remarketing campaigns, what we are actually doing is strategically engineering an experience for buyers to be sold and sellers to be sold. 
when people are watching our content today, they're seeing testimonials of our clients having a lot of success. They're getting educational content from me breaking down certain processes. We are engineering an experience that's designed to convert people. And that's what your sales process may lack if you're generating leads today and you're not converting at an extremely high level or what the industry would categorize an extremely high level, which is just two to three percent, depending upon the lead source. That's why videos work so well. I think I went backwards, go the other way. So what I'm gonna give you guys today quickly is some structures and frameworks that help you understand how to take action on this. I wanna help you understand how to tell story in a way that is intriguing and engaging and gets people's attention so that your content isn't maybe too boring and, and keeps people's attention because I know some people wrestle with that and then help you understand just the, how you can create videos on the fly. So the first framework I have for you is something called the Heroes to Journeys. The Heroes to Journeys is something I learned from a man named Russell Brunson. And this is the, the basic framework of story, basic framework of movies, of books, of your life, of your buyer's life, of your seller's life. If we look at this, when people set out, they go on two journeys, the journey of achievement and then the journey of transformation. How many of you have set out to do something in your life, maybe sell more real estate? Obviously, we're all sitting in here, right? And then as you went through that process, step two, a problem or a challenge appeared and it created a roadblock for you. Has that ever happened? When you come across that challenge, there is typically a guide that appears to help you overcome the challenge. In this instance, in your life, it would be Dan and Carrie, right? You're at their events. And then ultimately, you are transformed by what you learn and what you experience and then what you ultimately go off and accomplish. Whether you achieved what you originally set out to or not, what we fall in love with when we're watching movies is who the character becomes in the movie. Make sense? Now, why am I teaching this? The reason you should understand this specific framework is because most agents I audit do not properly position themselves in the market. And what I mean by that is, has anybody in here in the last two years, <laughs> and just raise your hands, uh, has anybody in the last two years maybe written a post that said, just sold this house, $20,000 over asking in seven days? Has anybody put out a post like that or seen a post like that? Seen it? Yeah. Don't do that again. Like if I could like parent you for a second, wake the fuck up, you're messing your shit up, okay? Like this is not good. Stop putting that stuff out there. And I probably shouldn't have cussed, so forgive me. But what I am communicating to you is you are improperly positioning yourself for the market. Do real estate agents generally have uh, uh, the best reputation in most communities? This point is a big reason why. You are improperly positioning yourself in the market. People look at you as snooty and stuck up and uh, selfish. You guys realize, I just watched this, everybody posted their introduction. I think it's amazing that you guys hit all these numbers you hit, but y'all just literally posted your income online. Everybody put, we sold three million this year, we sold 30 million this year, we sold 12 million this year. Literally, like everybody knows agents get paid 3%. It's not like, <laughs> like you just, everybody just posted their income online. This is 
very braggadocious. It comes off very selfish. And it's a huge turnoff for the market. But what it also does is it violates the structure of story. Because what it does is it positions you as the hero in a buyer's story or a seller's story. And we don't need you to be the hero. We want to be the hero. If I'm going to go buy a property and achieve something great for my family, I want to play the role of the hero. I don't need to work with somebody else that's going to try to steal my thunder. If I'm going to sell my property, right, I don't need somebody to play the role of the hero. And I know this is a little complex, but here's how you can correct, is by positioning yourself as a guide. Some say they do, but then they take actions that conflict with that. I'm going to tell a story here in just a second. I'm going to give you some reference. When you're posting content, I'm going to dive into another framework before I tell the story. When you're posting content, you want to pay attention to this. If you post a, a piece of content that says, I just sold this house for $20,000 over asking in seven days, it is not being perceived well. And it's a huge turnoff in the market. I understand why people do it because, you know, understanding human nature, we make decisions with emotion and we validate them with logic, okay? So people develop an emotional attachment to you and whenever their clients or their friends and family say, why did you choose XYZ agent? They say, well, they just sold this house for 20,000 over asking in seven days. There's a miscommunication that's taking place where they're telling you that they chose you because of the stats that you've posted. But what's actually happened is they've developed a, an emotional connection, a relationship with you. They're just using the stats to validate the decision. Make sense? The next framework is something called narrative transportation. Narrative transportation is the uh, concept, it's the idea that somebody is mentally transported by the story that they are hearing to the point where they feel like they're living it out themselves. And I learned this from a man named Donald Miller with StoryBrand. This is one of the most fascinating things I've ever studied. But I'm going to make this real for you guys in just a second. There's, there's a few things that create narrative transportation. First, the description of mental imagery. What do you see? What do you taste? What are you smell? What are you hearing? Okay, that starts, that kickstarts this process. Loss of one's surroundings. Has anybody ever gone for like a coffee with maybe a friend or food or something like that? All of a sudden, three hours passes by and you're like, what the hell just happened? It's been like two or three hours. You feel like you lost all track of your surroundings. You got lost in story going back and forth. Emotionally provoked, mad, happy, sad, uh, joyful, a wide range of emotions. The media is unbelievable at doing this and how they communicate stories. They can hook people in an instant and start to provoke them emotionally. So I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. I, um, my brother and I, best friend in the whole world, uh, I grew up I slept in a garage most of my life, and I shared a, a bed with my brother. He's like seven years older than me. And so I would sleep on the couch a lot, but if I was like, hey, I got I to gotta get like a good night, I got to go to the bed. Uh, so we, you know, did that whole thing. Uh, best friend, grew up, I got went into business, started doing well, uh, added into the business, and then unfortunately there was some, we had to kind of separate the business stuff and just be brothers again. And so a couple months go by. We're not talking a whole lot. And finally, he reaches out and says, hey, I got some tickets to the game. You want to go? We're going to go watch the Arkansas Razorback football game. Um, 
leaped at the opportunity because I wanted to see my brother. So we get to the game. It's beautiful outside. It's really, it's really, really gorgeous. It's like 70 degrees. It's not cold. It's sunny. Uh, there's, a, there's a chance that some rain could pull in. Uh, but when we got there, it was amazing. Sat down, ate some popcorn, and started watching the game. And it was a, an amazing game. We were playing Mississippi State. Get down. We win the, uh, we win the uh, football game by a missed field goal. And I'm freaking out. And he records it. In the recording, you can hear me screaming like, a, like crazy at the top of my lungs. I was freaking out. Anyways, after the game, we're like, hey, I'm, you hungry? You've never been to this place. I'm going to take you to this spot called Wright's Barbecue. If you ever are in Northwest Arkansas, which most people never have a reason to go, um, if you're ever in Northwest Arkansas, there's a little place called Wright's Barbecue. It's top 10 food truck spots in the country. Highly recommend it. Took him. We ordered some brisket that was like cooked to perfection. And I got the mashed potatoes and some green beans. It was amazing. He got some like potato salad, whatever. And I'll never forget the look on his face when he stuck that brisket in his mouth. It was almost like he was drooling. How many of you are almost like drooling right now? How many of you's mouth just got wet? narrative transportation. What we start to provoke in you is a physical reaction to a story. Your mouth just watered because I was taking you to a place mentally where you were living out a story that I was telling. Does everybody feel how powerful that could be if you learned how to create video content using stories? Here's where it gets extremely powerful. So I'm going to tell you another story. One agent posts, just sold a house, 20000 over asking in seven days. Another agent post, listen to this. <clears throat> I'm so excited for my clients, Jimmy and Susan. Susan reached out to me a couple of months ago, and she was really anxious. She was wanting to sell her property and relocate to be closer to her uh, daughter. They were about to bring in their second grandchild. And, and she, she was so excited. She says she could already see the barbecues by the pool and the smell of the kid's sunscreen and X, Y, Z. And she was nervous because she knew that because of the state of the market, if she sold her house, she might not be able to find a property to buy. So we went to work implementing some of our marketing strategies. We were able to sell her property in seven days for $20,000 over asking. And because of the extra money we, we got in listing the home, we were able to put in an extremely competitive offer just a couple blocks away from her daughter. They just closed yesterday, and I couldn't be more happy for Suzanne and Jimmy. I said the same thing you say. I just said it in a storied format. But here's what's really powerful. You all will attract people like you to do business with you. That's how marketing works. It's how branding works. You're going to attract people that have common interests. You're going to attract all types uh, that are really, uh, as you put out messaging, going to be attracted to that because of what they see. If you tell really good stories, well, guess what? Maybe there's another Susan out there on social media that watches the video that you put out about your clients. Well, what did I do in the beginning of the story? I described the mental imagery, right? I'm starting to activate narrative transportation, get somebody entranced in a story, and then I emotionally provoke them. If there's another Susan-type character out there watching this video, instantly going to be hooked on wanting to do business with you because they will have felt like they already did. 
because of narrative transportation. Does that make sense? If your ideal client is a veteran or your ideal client is a doctor that wants to live on a golf course, it really doesn't matter. But when you start telling these stories, you start selling your leads on doing business with you before they ever even meet you. And it creates this really insanely powerful effect on your conversion rates. How many of you wish that you only talked to buyers and sellers that were ready to do business with you? Six of you. Well, the six of you that do are in for a great treat because that's what's going to happen when you start implementing things like this. Most of us do. I've been on the phone with people, and I've been doing this now for nine or ten years. I've helped sell billions of dollars of real estate. I've been at uh, Gary Vee invited us out to speak on his stage. I've spoke at NAR. I've been at Inman. I've been on Dan's stages and Carrie's stages a couple of times. Uh, I've uh, had shows on Grant Cardone's network. I work with some of the top teams in the world. And so I don't always like explaining my backstory and, <laughs> and my reputation anymore, right? Whereas when I was just a year into the business, I would, I would sit there on the phone with people all day long. There's a stark difference when you get on the phone with somebody that is sold on doing business with you compared to getting on the phone with somebody that you have to now spend an hour to two hours with, building rapport, creating a relationship, creating a connection. And so if you're interested in um, getting a lot of your time back and only working with people that are already sold on doing business with you, using video strategically, like I've just described, will help you accomplish that because you will get those people that will start coming to you that are sold on doing business with you. So imagine a lead comes into your business. And again, I want to make sure I'm not getting too far ahead. Lead comes into your business. And then instantaneously, they start seeing video content from you that's designed to build a relationship with them this way. They start to get sold on you. They start to develop that parasocial relationship with you. You might not hear from that contact for a day, a week, a month, but every single day, they're watching your video content and they're developing a relationship, a connection with you. And it has this profound effect on your conversion rate. So understand these two frameworks and implement them. The hero's two journeys because it helps you understand how to position yourself and narrative transportation because it helps you understand how to tell really good stories. Last thing I got for you guys is video frameworks. So I developed this really simple, really kind of silly framework whenever I um, was, was just kind of getting started. I couldn't figure out what my video should be about. Uh, has anybody ever had that problem? Like, I just don't know what to say. I'm ready to go. I don't know what to say. And what I lacked was a framework. I, I knew what I wanted to say. I just kind of didn't know how to say it. And so I developed this framework, and now I can create content basically at will anytime. And it's the framework I use if I'm going to create a 30-second video or a 30-minute video or a three-hour video. It really doesn't matter. So problem, story, solution, proof, pitch. Problem, story, solution, proof, pitch. Typically, the problem and or question is what your content's going to be about. And in video, this is called a hook, right? You have literally three seconds to get somebody's attention. So if you start a video and you're like, hey, sunny outside, what's up? You know, you're dragging. My name's Carl. I'm here to talk to you about God knows what. Like, you've lost immediately, instantaneously. If you go back and watch your video, look at your video stats. They'll probably communicate this to you. But if you start a video... As an example, it says, is now the right time to sell with the current state of the market? If I'm thinking about selling my house, hooked. I don't know, is it? <laughs> that prompts the question. I want to watch because I want to know if this is for me. 
story. How did the problem or question initially come up? So if you go back to the framework that we just went through, um, if you are going to create a video about selling your home because of the current state of the market, what prompted that? What y'all don't realize is your entire life as a real estate agent is just one bit of content after the next. Like Gary Vaynerchuk talks about not creating content, but documenting your life and just sharing it with people, right? If you could turn a camera on while you are selling real estate, you would be shocked at how successful your, your content strategy would, would be. Uh, but how did the problem or question come up? Typically, it's because you met with a client, right? You had a listing presentation. You had a conversation, and somebody asked you this question. So where were you? What were you doing? What could you smell? What could you see? The description of mental imagery, right? You give people some preframe to the conversation or the video that you're about to create. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get 100 tips for free from my best selling real estate book, The Hyper Local, Hyper Fast Real Estate Agent? If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download 100 tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. Third, the solution. What was the advice that you gave the person uh, based on the conversation that you had? Now, this is an opportunity for you all to demonstrate your expertise. It lets people know that you are an authority. So somebody asked you a question about the market, you answered, what was the proof? What was the result of the action that they took? So typically, if you go back maybe one, two, three months ago, you guys have dozens of stories that you could tell. These are all opportunities for you to create a lot of content. What was the proof? What was the result of them taking that action? And then lastly, pitch. A pitch is nothing more than like a subtle call to action. DM me if you have any questions, click link attached and book a call, something like that to provoke people to interact with you. I will tell you, you would get much more interaction on your content if you tell people one action to take, not like five. Some people say, look at my website, call me, follow me on Instagram, shoot me a DM. I know you're wanting to give people options, but we live in a society that craves options and hates making decisions. So you need to give them one action to take. Uh, so subtle call to action, DM me. If that's your call to action in your video content, make it the call to action in every video you create. If your call to action is click the link attached and book a call, make it the call to action in every piece of content you put out there because you have a higher probability of people jumping in and taking advantage. Problem, story, solution, proof, pitch. Remember this framework and start to practice it. If you guys make a list right now, what are the three top three questions you've been asked in the last 90 days? Are interest rates gonna go up? Is the market gonna crash? Sounds like you all are getting the same questions. Is it still a seller's market? How many of you have heard those three questions last 90 days? This is another really important point. If you are all hearing the same questions, that means the market in general, as a whole, the buyer, seller, consumer is communicating what is relevant to them at that time. 12 months ago, the conversation might have been different, right? When we were deep in the middle of an inventory crisis, some of you still are, but the questions were probably mildly different. 
pay attention to the questions that people are asking you over and over and over again because it's an opportunity for you to communicate in a relevant way based on what the market wants to learn about. Uh, this is a rule of marketing and advertising. It's something that you must, must, must understand and pay attention to, and it's going to change consistently, which is good news for you guys because it <laughs> helps you uh, constantly go out and create content. So video marketing, remarketing, again, is, is really very simple, right? It's the idea that we are going to market to people over and over and over again until they decide to hire us or they decide to do business. And what we want to do is create engaging pieces of content that um, are using some very simple storied frameworks so that people get hooked. They get engaged with your content. They are emotionally provoked by it. Because in sales, if people make decisions with emotion and then validate them with logic, it's really important that our content creates that emotional response in people. It gets them more likely to want to do business with you. And you, this is like our formula. So what we do at Whitley is we, um, one of our primary expertises is remarketing. So as you pull in leads from any source, we run those leads through our platform. We build remarketing audiences for you on Facebook and Instagram. And as leads come in, we start remarketing your video content to those people so that you can convert at a higher rate. This is paid media. It's not organic content creation, so it's a lot more strategic. Uh, it's a little bit more planning when you're creating your videos. It's not so much you creating content every single day, which I know most of you don't really want to do anyway, um, even though I think that you should. Uh, it's, it's creating content that's strategically designed to convert leads into booking appointments to meet with you. This is an example of an ad. Uh, I think I skimmed over or I missed putting a slide in. I did. Okay. There's three types of videos that you want to create. So write this down. First is introductory. Sorry, I missed this. Introductory content is, it's about you. Who are you? Why do you do what you do? It's giving people a, a chance to create a connection and build a relationship with people or with you specifically. If you look at some of your favorite influencers, you've developed relationships with those people over time because they are giving you a glimpse into their life, into what they're experiencing, into what they like, what they don't like. If you start to do the same thing, you will create a connection with people that is outside of real estate. How many of you could send an email right now and uh, say, hey, do you want to go look at houses this weekend? And your entire database is just going to jump up and down because I want to go look at houses. No? Okay. How many of you know that your clients love golfing and might be able to organize a golf tournament and send an email to your database to get them to come play golf with you? How many of you know that your audience loves hiking and you organize a 12-person hike and you probably could get some people in your audience to stand up and go hiking with you? right? Pay attention to what your audience actually likes and start giving them more opportunities to engage with you based on what you both like, what you both have common interest in. And you'll get a lot more people in your database that are standing up, raising their hands. They might not want to go look at houses this weekend, but they might be down for a hike or a golf or tennis or wine or whatever it is that you might be into. So pay attention to that. So the personality content is really important. Second is educational. People want to work with experts and video content gives you an opportunity to demonstrate your expertise to the market 
If you make a list of the questions that people ask you every day, every single question you get is an opportunity to create a piece of content that answers a question for your audience. Start making a list of the questions that you are being asked. I have a, my team creates this for me. We have a list of questions that our clients are asking us. So when I'm like, hey, what do I create content about? I just go grab a question. Oh, I can create a, a video about that. I'm an expert on that thing. Make a list of what your clients are asking and answer those questions. There are, other, there are two other types on the educational side, the buyer process and the seller process. If you made a list, there's about, what, 12 steps in each? If you create content specifically uh, about the process of buying a home or the process of selling a home, that's also amazing remarketing content. And oh, by the way, it's also really uh, great content for making your sales process far more efficient. How many of you love being asked the exact same question over and over and over again? Nobody? <laughs> yeah, not, not really? Um, drives me nuts, right? So create a piece of content, maybe two or three minutes that explains the answer to that question or that part of the process. And then when somebody asks you the question, you can just fire them off the video and they can get a three, four, five minute response instead of a quick, I'm busy, here's the answer type text. That's really important. So uh, educational content. And then lastly, testimonials. Your testimonials, you guys are getting, uh, you're doing a great job, I would imagine, of getting written reviews. You need to get people on camera. You need to get your clients on camera talking about their experience with you. Because that's what's going to move the needle. That's what's ultimately going to help you convert at a high, high level is understanding these story frameworks and getting your clients to create content for you that talks about their experience. I want to give you a couple of points here on this. Make this a natural part of your closing process. And I want you to pay attention to something. How many of you love creating video? few of you. How many of you think creating video is kind of like weird and awkward and you don't like it? Okay. Pay attention to how you ask your clients to create video content. Because if you guys make it weird, guess what? It's going to be freaking weird, man. Is it <laughs> Have you ever let anybody walk up to you and be like, hey, I know this is going to be kind of odd, but do you want to try this thing? <laughs> no, you're like, hell no, I don't want to try whatever it is that you have to sell me. So if you walk up to a client, you're like, hey, look, and your body language is all like this, and you're looking everywhere because you won't make eye contact. And I know it's weird. Well, you just told them it was going to be weird. So the answer is no. I know this is weird, and you know what? I don't really even like video either. <laughs> what the? Uh, but can I get you to create a video for me? No, the answer is no, because how do your clients react? Well, I, you know, I don't know. That kind of makes me uncomfortable. makes me feel a little weird. Oh, you mean the exact emotions you just gave them to feel, right? Because you told them it was going to be weird, and you told them you didn't like it. Get into state. Like, I don't know how you got to do it. I don't, I don't know what you, if you got to jump on trampolines or you got to, like, do some burpees, like, whatever your thing is. But get into the right mental state when you ask your clients to do this. If you make it exciting and, and you put some energy into the ask, you're going to get that same type of excitement and energy back. And so when I say make this a natural part of your closed process, be excited. We just closed. I got a camera crew sitting at the house. We are going to head over and we are going to document your family walking to this place for the first time ever. Are you ready? Are you ready to go? What do you think the answer is going to be? Hell yeah, let's go. I want to go over there. Now they might be on the way over like, this guy's got a camera crew set up. I don't know about that. <laughs> right? But the energy and the ask is so important because they won't be weird in front of you if you don't let them. 
they'll be happy and excited and they'll walk through and they'll document it. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. But then you get them to answer a couple of questions on camera. And you can put together a testimonial that will sell all of your other clients on wanting to do business with you. Get not just written reviews, but video reviews. It's the most powerful thing that you can do. It's what moves the needle from a conversion standpoint. Harvard did a study, uh, I think it was back in 2016 or 17, talking about sales psychology and copywriting and sales conversion. And they said that one of the most crucial elements of sales conversion was third-party validation. It is not enough for me to get up here and tell you guys that I'm great and that I'm awesome. Okay, I need, we need somebody else to validate that, like a Carrie or a Dan or, uh, you know, anybody else. It's not enough for you guys to tell your clients that you're great. You, you probably are, but uh, we need your clients to validate that. And if you can do that, you can ultimately convert at a much, much higher rate. So now getting to video remarketing ads, this is what an advertising example would look like. Um, it's really simple. You've, it's just done from a business page. Um, this has her name and like the name of her team. There's a lot of different philosophies uh, when it comes to like what your page name should be. Uh, I have found that none of that is more important than the content itself. Uh, I have not seen a differentiation in performance literally ever, so I wouldn't put a whole lot of weight into what that is. Uh, the ad copy is typically uh, just a summarization of what the video content is about. So uh, don't like sweat too much over ad copy, uh, but all, they, all we did in this video was we, we wrote a blur based on what she said in the few sentences of her testimonial. So it wasn't anything that was uh, required a, a ton of thought. And then your video. You want your video today to be one to three minutes long. Um, contrary to what this is showing you, I would encourage you to get your content shot more selfie style than holding your phone sideways. The reason is because over 96% of your content's being consumed on a mobile device. And when you shoot your phone, as you can see, that video only takes up like a third of the screen, a fourth of the screen, which means if there's anything else in the feed that might distract them, they'll just move past your piece of content. So if you record it selfie style, your video is going to take up literally all of the screen, most of the screen, whenever you're putting your content out there. So you have a higher success rate of people watching your content. And then last little pro tip, we pulled some stats I think it was like 76 or 82% of our content was not listened to. It was read through captions. Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising, a lot of these different platforms, it's disruptive marketing. It's not uh, actually something that people are going and searching for. So when you're creating a remarketing experience, your video content is disrupting whatever it was that they were there doing. Typically, they're at a conference. I've seen some of you that are bored of me and looking at your phone, or I've seen some of you, uh, you guys will go to meetings and you'll be watching your phone, or maybe you're in a car or a restaurant. You're not necessarily in a place most often that you can sit there and listen to what most videos say. Uh, but content is being consumed at the highest levels in our history. If you will use captions in your video content, you have a much higher success rate of people watching your content most of the way through. So remember a lot of what I've taught you here today when it comes to story framework and when it comes to narrative transportation and when it comes to uh, what your content should be about. The most important part of all of this is the story, right? Understand why video works so well because we are all literally wired to uh, develop relationships with people we see in video. And then as well, remember that if you can tell really good stories and you can use the right frameworks, you can hook people 
you can get them deeply engaged in your content, and then you can help get them further, you can further emotionally provoke them to want to take some type of action with you. And if we know in sales that people make decisions with emotion and they validate them with logic, it's important that some of our sales-specific content, or what we call conversion content, accomplishes that goal. Because at the end of the day, we need more people booking appointments with you so that you can have a high level of success, develop profitable marketing and advertising campaigns, and you can grow and scale your business. That's what everybody wants, right? And so this is, in every business I've worked with, been a missing component. I've worked with teams. Literally, one of our clients sells, um, sold 2,100 homes last year in 2021. We stepped into their business and audited their marketing and advertising. This was one of a, the key things that was missing. I've talked about Kyle Whistle. I've talked about uh, the Gary Ashton team, number one team in uh, Remax worldwide. A lot of these top teams, people working at the highest levels, are missing something as simple as this, and it's having this dramatic effect on their conversion rate. So I hope that you guys got a lot from this conversation. I hope that you take uh, and, and implement, take action. Go create two or three videos. That's all you need. Two or three videos, one introductory, one educational, and one testimonial, and put that into a remarketing campaign so that you can convert more leads. I appreciate you guys so much for having me out here. I hope you got a lot from this, and I hope you have an amazing, amazing, amazing- If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts.